Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the Corpus Christi Joker, and welcome to J-Waves. Today, I am doing a special, special podcast review of the new Hellraiser, 2022 Hellraiser, only on Hulu, and it is rated R. It is two hours and one minute long. It was directed by David Bruckner, uh, and also written by... Ben Collins, Luke Petrosky, and David S. Goyer. Now, David S. Goyer is one of my favorite people. He is most famously known for writing Blade, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and Blade 2 with Guillermo del Toro, directed by Guillermo del Toro. He also wrote um, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, with um, the director, and he's just a fantastic writer. I've met him in Comic-Con back in 2005. He was really awesome, so... He wrote the story of Hellraiser to screen, so I think that's really, really cool. Um, it is starring Odessa Azion, and I would pretty much say that's it, because the rest of the people are there just as <laughs> filler. The interesting part about it, too, is um, the main, I would say the main draw of this movie, for me at least, was the neat ambiance that it created. It had a very cool uh, feel to it. It actually felt like living and watching an H.P. Lovecraft uh, story, but live action. It was really well done. Um, David S. Goyer and the other writers and the director really did their homework with Clive Barker, understanding the meaning of what darkness is and bringing back that primal fear of what darkness is and how it can be portrayed and done in a very neat and new way, even though they're staying true to the history of what darkness really is. So I thought that was cool. But I think the real big stars of the show are the, of course, is Pinhead herself and um, all of the Cenobites that came out. Uh, I just think they're spectacular. They did such a great job. Um, they had a new Chatterer, the Weeper, the Gasp. Um, I just think they were done so well. Um, and I love that. I love that they did that, bringing in these new um, Cenobites and also, again, done in a very classic way because... The directors come out and said there was no CGI used in the creation of any of the Cenobites. They were all done physically, and I, I absolutely love that. Um, there was another one called The Mask, and then but definitely the girl Pinhead or Shehead or Pinhead or whatever they're calling her. Oh, it was just an, it was just so great. I loved every bit of that. Uh, the the, mo the movie itself is interesting. I, I did love the uh, pace, and like I said, it had a very nice feel from the get go. I really loved how they incorporated the use of uh, illegal drugs with what's happening. Like, I've always thought that was interesting, which is the reason why I've never ever done drugs. I've always been terrified of being caught in a situation and not knowing what reality is and what real or where reality ends. And that's exactly what happens. There's a point where the main character of the movie, whose name is Riley, played by Odessa, and she happens to take some sort of narcotic a pill, three pills to be exact, and while she is tripping, she's seeing the Cenobites, and she doesn't know if it's due to the the drugs or because she literally opened the box, the Pandora's box that they have. So I think that was a really interesting touch and a nice way of, of introducing them back into it, saying, like, man, is that real? Were they not real? Either way, it's terrifying. Like, if you... <laughs> that's the last thing you want to see while you're, like, tripping is uh, any of the Cenobites or male Pinhead or Pinhead Pinhead at all, I should say. The um, 
the interesting thing about Pinhead, you know, again, they try to create controversy of making it a female Pinhead, but that's just from everyone that has never read the books. In the books, we really talk about um, Pinhead, and I never really thought of Pinhead as a male or female. I think that it's both, because it's not a real entity, and also it's a not even not even demonic entity. I think the best way to explain it is to literally quote Pinhead himself from the first Hellraiser, where she says, what are you, a, a demon? And he says, a demon to some and angels to others. Now, that means that there's something worse out there in the universe than the Cenobites themselves. All they want to do is give you satisfaction the way they know. They're going to teach you things that you probably should never know, but you're going to find out because, well, you called upon them and they're going to end you in a very interesting way. So I think that's pretty funny. Um, as far as the taking on Clive Barker's like 1987 uh, Hellraiser movie, um, I don't really think that um, this takes away from that. Uh, I remember understanding um, that with every box has its own uh, Cenobites. So I think this is just like another another one of those puzzle boxes that is in the universe. It could be in any planet, it could be in any realm, it could be in any time, space, any, anywhere. And these are the Cenobites that are attached to this one to show you the ways of pleasure or pain or whatever you decide on. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Um, the, 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 um, the character here named Voight had had a journal in the movie that understood what each one of the transformation shapes of the box would do so I think that's really interesting too how they all had different meanings and depending on the meaning is depending on what you would get out of it you can even ask for uh, resurrection and I thought that was interesting too in the movie um, Pinhead recites different things and she says you know what do you choose Lazarus and I thought that was cool because like she's asking like in biblical terms and terminology that we would understand as far as being resurrected would be the Lazarus pit. So I thought that was a really cool touch. Again, them doing their homework and understanding what is involved in this type of uh, this type of storytelling. I think that's very, very smart. Um, I also love the idea, as I touched in the beginning intro, how this movie is like watching a visualization of any H.P. Lovecraft uh, horror story. I always love the idea that terror or horror could happen in the room that you're in, and as far as your eye can see, the horizon line, wherever that might be, the end of a bookshelf, the end of the block, over a tree, over a fence, as far as you can see, nothing, there's a void behind that. And until you actually get to that point, will the rest of the world create what is needed to be seen. So I always thought that was an interesting thing in Hellraiser original. Um, and then they did a really good job here. My favorite scene here is when I think um, one of the, the female character, she's in the back of the van and um, she she kind of like looks around and I think her name was Nora. And the van becomes the hallway because like her reality has ended and now she's in the realm of the Cenobites. And the way they did that transition and how it looked was just absolutely gorgeous. And that's one of the main reasons why I fell in love with the movie, because they did that so well. If you, by chance, open the puzzle box in your bedroom, 
then your bedroom becomes your tormented cell. It, it becomes the last part, the last place that you will remember, see, and the world around the four walls that you're in or wherever you are is the end of it all. That's it. You have done it. Like for her brother, it was the bathroom in the park. Uh, he goes to wash his hands. And the that's it. That room that he's in, that he finally decides to stay in, becomes his final resting place. And the whole rest of the world is shut off, shut out. And I love that. I love that feel. I love that feel. I think it's so cool. Um, as far as like the Cenobites and the storyline and the acting and the cinematography and the music, which they use some of the original score from the original 1987, Doug Bradley, um, Pinhead, I loved all that. I, I actually got the soundtrack because it was done so well. It's such great music to have in the background at any haunted house or any Halloween party. That's great music and it just does such a great job. Um, one of the millionaires in the movie, his name's Voigt, he was a reason why this all happened. Um, fantastic acting on his part. Fantastic acting as far as how much pain he looked like he was in when something was going wrong. And I just love that. I love that so much. It was just done so well. You know, you, you talk about prequels and sequels and remakes, and you always have that, oh, man, I kind of hope they don't do that. Um, if they were all done in this type of a vein, like with this much care and this much knowledge and this much um, understanding and study, so I would say studying, uh, they, I would love to see a remake for almost every movie. Like everybody involved in this in this project, they really did their homework and they made it an actually scary movie. Like if you've never seen Hellraiser, you don't never seen the original, and you watch this one, this one is a standalone scary movie. I absolutely love that about it. I think it's it's one of the few that I've said, as far as remakes, I would say. Not even a remake, just a retelling. This is probably one of the best that they've done in a long time. I would compare it to the, I guess, the Blumhouse Invisible Man that just happened a couple years ago. I, I love that movie, too. I think that was a fantastic movie. And, um, again, done in the same fashion where it's like they had a great understanding of the of the, of the subject. They did it in a fun, cool, new way. It, it seemed like it was today. It wasn't aged at all. It was done with today's technology. And, yeah, I loved every bit of it. Like, I remember Nora was in one of the dark hallways, and she immediately went to her cell phone and turned on the flashlight, which we would all do 100%. And that ended up being a huge mistake on her part because <laughs> you kind of don't want to see what's hidden in the darkness. She should have stayed with the whole ignorance is bliss and never, ever looked at what was lurking in the shadows behind her or next to her or around her so i think that was a huge mistake but it makes it to where it's exactly what we do in this day and age with all of our technology that we so heavily rely on so i think that was really great too all in all i mean hellraiser 2022 i think it's just a fun ride i kind of wish they would release it in the theaters i would love to see this in the theaters just so i can get a bigger picture of how everything looked and how gorgeous it all was um, like I said, the set design and the sets and everything involved was just done so well. Special effects, gorgeous. All the cuts and the chains and the hooks and the, everything were done very, very, very spectacularly. And I'm not sure if those were also physical effects. But if they weren't, the CGI on this was off the charts. But if it was, then that makes sense why it looks so real because it was a physical effect. So that makes it even better. I love that so much. Um, but this is my own personal opinion 
as I stated, I do run the Texas Dark Arts with my sister and my other friends. So I do consider myself a horror buff. And as far as this movie goes, I give this movie a straight 9.5 out of 10, which is huge because I haven't done a horror movie that high of a score in a very, very long time. And this is one of those ones that just absolutely deserves it. The only thing that I, the only reason why I took some points off was, you know, some of the acting was not up to par. The main actress is fantastic. Some of the other ones, eh, I just took some points off just because they're like, eh, I didn't really care for that. Um, some of the other subject matter, I, again, don't care about at all. Shouldn't be in the movie. But for the most part, this is a solid, solid horror movie that you could sit down, watch, enjoy, and maybe even root for the Cenobites this time. You know, you, you, you always have to pretend like you care about what's going to happen to the humans in every movie and the main character. I did not. I was rooting for the Cenobites and I wanted them to win. And essentially, in a weird, unusual way, they did win. So I think that's so much fun. I absolutely love that about the movie. Um, I would love to know what you guys think about the movie. Anywhere you see me post this podcast in the comments. Let me know if you've seen it. Let me know if you love it. Let me know if you enjoyed it. Let me know if you're going to dress like a Cenobite for Halloween. I would love to see that. Um, but yes, Hellraiser 2022, rated R. 9.5 from me. I absolutely love it. Please, don't forget to check out my Facebook, The Corpus Christi Joker on Facebook. Don't forget to check out my Instagram, The Real Nerf Joker on Instagram. And as always, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. If they love horror, if they love movies, my podcast, J-Waves, is the one for them. I'd love to have nice debates about fantastic movies. And this is one of those ones that I would love to talk about forever and ever. So, much love to you. Thanks for listening, and honestly, thanks for riding the waves on J-Waves.